Hey, loves. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Roseanne Austin here. I am super excited to be with you this morning as everybody is jumping on. I'm just delighted to be sharing all this goodness with you and to really give us the opportunity to chat here and talk about creating your best year ever on this journey. I mean, let's, let's talk about it. Let's make 2020 the best year ever on your fertility journey. And I think it's going to be such a fantastic time. This is such a big topic. And I know this time of year can get super complicated and, you know, we can get really caught up in a lot of the fear and the negativity that can come up this time of year. But I really want to give all of you an opportunity to see that there is a respite for this. Like there is, there is something different that you, you can do. And that's going to be set yourself up for and set the intention for, for really creating the best year ever on this journey. So super excited to be with everybody. And, you know, we're on the precipice of a whole new year and whether you have been on this journey for just a few months or maybe even a few years, this time by its very nature is one that's going to send us into reflection and contemplation. We think to ourselves, you know, is this going to be the year? Is 2020 going to be the year that it finally happens for me? And you might be asking that question with some excitement you might also be asking that question with some real fear and trepidation, or perhaps a combination of both. Whatever the case may be, we are here to empower you with a powerfully effective starting point for laying a solid foundation upon which you can make this new year, 2020, your best year ever, no matter what shows up along the way. And I'm here to tell you in no uncertain terms that you indeed have the power to make 2020 your best year ever. And the coolest thing ever is that the key piece of the puzzle in making that happen is 100% within your control. And that is your mindset, okay? So stated another way, it's what you think and believe because what you think and believe directly and undeniably, there's no way around this, that what you think and believe directly and undeniably influences your choices, actions, and therefore your results. So we are going to do a deep dive into that and give you specific action steps because when you've got this piece of the puzzle sorted, you become unstoppable. It's really fantastic. And think about it. How different would next year, next year's like two weeks away, be if you could approach this journey without crippling fear, what ifs, doubt, and negativity that has undoubtedly made you miserable at this point, right? Really let that sink in. Like, what if you could nail this piece of the fertility puzzle? Let that sink in. I mean, how different would a day, a week, or a month on this journey be if that was the case? How would you feel physically? What do you think that could do for your health, your relationships, your fertility? And if you think there's no connection between these things, think again. We're going to talk about that, okay? So this is your time, my loves. 2020 is just, well, it's about 10 days away. So make a decision that it's going to be different. You can live this journey any way you wish. Why not live it with a mindset that supports your success and empowers you to cover your bases instead of cowering in fear so that you don't have to look back on this time in your life with regret? Because that is the one thing we should all be afraid of. 
is living with regret. Okay. None of us want any of that because that, that's a mess. So just keep this in mind that you have a choice about how you live this journey, my darling. So let's, you set, let's set you up to really create a great one in 2020. So you're here because you want more for yourself and your journey. And I want to acknowledge you for taking that step. You aren't alone, baby. You aren't alone. You may be drinking some tea and preparing to listen to this and thinking, wow, how am I ever going to do this? How am I going to make it through the next week with all the questions, people saying rude things or whatever? Just know that you're not alone. You're on this, this training and, and participating in this workshop with women from all over the world who are thinking the same thing. So you aren't alone, okay? And let's also take a moment to send some love to Joanne and the entire Circle and Bloom family for making the time that we have together possible. It's such an honor to serve this community. And Joanne and I are women who have personally lived this journey. So our time together here is our gift to you. So also keep in mind, get out a piece of paper, get a pencil, something to write with, and be ready to take notes because you're gonna get out of this training what you put into it. So make a decision that you're all in, take responsibility for getting what you came for, close down any distractions, just be here. Consider this part of your self-care. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, there is no reason that 2020 cannot be the best year ever on your journey. So how do I know this? How do I know this? Let's move the slide. Um, don't worry. I'm not going to slide you to death ladies. Um, because I just want to keep things on track, but I just want to give you some perspective. So how do I know this? How do I know that you can make 2020 your best year ever? Well, before becoming a number one international best-selling author, teaching thousands of women across the globe how to transform their fertility journey, and becoming the coach that even physicians turn to when they want to think like a success on this journey, and having a highly acclaimed fertility podcast, my Fearlessly Fertile podcast that you can see there, and teaching my revolutionary Fearlessly Fertile Method program, I had to learn what I now teach, and I had to do it the hard way. Okay, because I spent years struggling on my own fertility journey while as a sexual assault prosecutor here in California. Actually, excuse me, I always, I'm, I'm a new transplant to Idaho, so I still say California, but I'm actually in Idaho. I love it here. And so, so I had to learn what I'm going to be teaching you this morning. And so during that process, you know, nothing was working for me either. Okay, I spent years in overwhelm doing everything I knew to do physically to get pregnant, wondering why nothing was working. My husband and I invested well over $100,000 in this process and no baby, okay? And I was beating myself up endlessly, feeling jealous and isolated. I was failing miserably when it came to managing myself on this journey. Because yeah, I was doing all the Fertility journey psychosis, that's what I call it in my book, you know, the treatments, diets, lotions, potions, nothing was working for us. And I noticed that, you know, while I was taking this great care of my body, I was failing miserably at what later became a critical piece of the puzzle. And actually, I, I have come to believe and know for a fact, this is a piece of the puzzle that most women miss. Okay, the first thing we do is we go for the diet, we call the doctor, and those are all great things, right? We start doing fertility yoga, we're doing all this stuff, taking care of our bodies, but we're not taking care of what's going on in our minds, which is foundational because that's where all of our choices are, ma are made on this journey, right? So I was failing miserable at that piece of the puzzle, and I saw that while my fertility team was bringing their A-game, 
I was quietly sabotaging the process with my negativity, fear, doubt, and deep-seated expectation to fail. Like, and what's even crazier is I didn't even realize I was doing this. And by doing that, by coming into my treatments and approaching everything from a place of fear, lack, and scarcity and expecting it to fail, I was making everybody else's jobs harder. And the truth is results don't lie. So I did what any smart woman with a goal does, and I was looking for the missing link. And considering my puritanically clean diet and lifestyle, the piece of the puzzle that was missing became very obvious. So as a trial attorney, my work was about strategy, thinking 10 steps ahead of my opponent. And when I realized what I was doing and that the mindset piece was what was missing, it blew my mind. Totally blew my mind that I had missed this, right? The problem was the way I was thinking. The problem was me. So you have to ask yourself, does it make any sense to be getting state-of-the-art treatment, having the perfect diet, taking every supplement you can get your hands on while being trapped in crippling stress, negativity, and fear that can set you up to fail? Doesn't make much sense at all, right? Because if you're making your choices from a place of fear, lack, and scarcity, how great are your choices going to be, right? Okay, so... Your thoughts and beliefs directly dictate your choices and actions. Therefore, it unquestionably impacts your results. It's a law of cause and effect. It's a law of nature. And so when I applied what I now teach, ladies, this is me. This is my favorite picture of me pregnant. It was so awesome. That's me at 43. 43. Okay? Like, it, it's, it's insane. When I applied what I now teach, I beat the odds at 43. And it's why I'm 46 today with a two and a half year old son who was conceived naturally after being treated at a top 10 teaching hospital and basically being told repeatedly that what you see in that picture would never happen for me. And most importantly, unlikely for it to happen naturally. So I beat the odds and I now coach women on six of seven continents to do the same. Okay. So, and my clients come to me with all kinds of challenges, endometriosis, pregnant, PCOS, pregnant, poor egg quality, pregnant, unexplained fertility issues, pregnant, delightfully over 40, pregnant, recurrent miscarriage, pregnant and carrying to term, repeated IVF failure, pregnant, repeated donor egg failure, pregnant. So you get the picture. So this is why this piece of the puzzle and what we're going to be talking about this morning is so important and why I'm so excited to be sharing this with you. And here's a picture of me and my son present day. That's my little boy, Asher. It still drives me crazy to think that I could produce a blonde baby. I'm like, wow, he's so cute and amazing. And, and what a blessing. But my loves, I am probably one of the most stubborn people you will ever meet. So if I could get this piece of the puzzle, so can you. And that's why I'm telling you straight up, what I'm teaching you isn't theory and I am not guessing. This information that I'm going to be sharing with you this morning about how to create your best year ever on this journey comes from 10 plus years in the fertility trenches between my own fertility journey and helping women around the world achieve success on theirs. This is journey tested insider information from a woman who beat the odds herself. So I'm going to be moving through the material very quickly because I want to get to your questions and, you know, be writing questions down. If you have things you want to ask me about, or if you have, you know, like old stories, uh, you know, we'll get to that whole um, piece of the puzzle, but if you have old stories that you want to work through, that's the point of having the Q&A. So be ready, okay? And, and 
There will be a Q&A section later. You can raise your hand or type a question into the chat and we'll go for it. And look, if after this workshop you want to dive deeper into this with me and get the mentoring that has helped change lives of women all over the world on this journey, I'll tell you exactly how to do that. And, uh, but for now, we're going to dive straight in because we got a lot to get through. Okay, so let's talk about the insanely simple yet tragically overlooked thing you must do. This is the thing you've got to do if you want to make 2020 your best year ever. Okay, this is the starting point. So you must make the decision that it will be. You've got to decide that 2020 is going to be your best year ever. Now, I want to be clear about what I mean when I say decision. It means that making this next year, 2020, your best year ever is not a nice to have. It's not going to be something that you don't care about. Ah, oh, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's something that isn't just a preference. It's taking a stand that this is how things are going to be. This is going to be my best year ever. That is truly the decision you have to make. And I wasn't kidding when I said this was insanely simple. You're like, duh, you know, I'm going to make a decision. But you have to understand, way too many women skip this and then wonder why nothing changes. When you make a decision, you empower yourself. The Latin root for decision is desi. That means to cut. That means to cut ties from being any other way in this context. So think about it. What's more unstoppable than a woman who has truly made a decision? Think about a time when you were truly determined to get what you wanted and your hair was absolutely on fire about making it happen in your life, right? I bet you were unstoppable. So you've got to engage the same process of decision making if you choose to make this your best year ever. When you decide that you're going to have something, you take responsibility and put yourself on the path to getting it. And look, you might be thinking, oh, I mean, can I even just decide that? I mean, yes, you can. You may not know exactly how you're going to make it happen yet, but the reality is you don't have to worry about the how until you make the decision. And strangely enough, when you make a decision of, that you want something that you're going to have it, you start to become very resourceful. It's just the way our brains work, okay? So this is you essentially saying, no matter what, 2020 is going to be my best year ever. And if you truly want to make this new year your best year ever, make the decision that it will be. Decide right now and put both feet into this idea of making the decision that it will be your best year ever, okay? That's the insanely simple yet tragically overlooked thing that you must do if you want to make 2020 your best year ever. Now, let's talk about the second piece because once you've made a decision, then you've got to take a look at what naturally comes up because it's possible that even when I was discussing that decision, you're starting to freak out a little bit like, ooh, you know, who am I to make that decision? Who am I to decide that this can be my best year ever? Well, who else is going to decide that? Who better to decide that than you? So, but you got to get this right because fear and doubt are un undoubtedly going to be coming up. So you've got to be clear about why. Why kicking fear and doubt to the curb matters to you. So you've made this decision to create your best year ever in 2020. Why does kicking fear and doubt to the curb matter to you? Why do you care about the impact fear and doubt are having on you? Is it destroying your life? Are they ruining your relationships? 
is the woman that you've become since you've been on this journey, like, is it, is it causing you to make bad fear-based poor strategic decisions because of it? Are you feeling more isolated? You've really got to look, what is it costing you to live this journey from a place of fear and doubt? And this is really important because look, if, if you don't know why it's important to you to have 2020 be your best year ever, it's unlikely you'll do it, okay? Like, why does letting go of fear and doubt matter to you? Take a moment to really consider that. And if you're taking notes, write some ideas down super quick. Your why is your leverage. And when we're looking to make big change, when we're looking to break patterns, you have to have leverage. You have to understand why this matters, okay? This is huge when it comes to decision-making. So if you don't get leverage on your habit of letting fear and doubt run the show, and that's actually what it is, it's a habit, which is actually fairly exciting because you can break habits. But if you don't know why, if you don't get leverage about why this is important to you, you won't break it. No leverage, no change, simple as that. And here's what you have to know. Fear and doubt, they come easy. They are a natural fallback position. But that doesn't mean you, have to, you don't have a choice here. And what's even more insidious about both of these buggers is fear and doubt are self-perpetuating. They want to keep their job security with you. They might even be popping up right now trying to tell you, I have no idea what I'm talking about and you're doing just fine on this journey, even with both of them running the show. <laughs> But here's the deal. If neither one of those things was an issue for you, chances are you wouldn't be on this call. And here's the real kicker. If you aren't getting positive results despite all of your heroic efforts to get pregnant, can you honestly say you're doing just fine, right? If you want different results, you have to do different things. It, it's, it's logical and linear. So releasing the grip of fear and doubt on your journey, it, it's going to take grit and tenacity. But I'm telling you right now, the payoff is incredible. It truly is. I mean, I just had another woman in my Fearlessly Fertile Method program text me uh, a picture of, of a positive pregnancy test the other day. So, you know, it, it's anything is possible. You just have to be the woman that decides that she's going to do things differently. And let's, so let's talk about that. Like, what would be different if fear and, and doubt, negativity, stress, all of these things, what would be different on your journey today if they weren't running the show? Would you stop playing small? Would you maybe try a new course of treatment? Would you stop letting a clinic that doesn't really seem to care about you push you around? Would you stop being cheap with yourself and get the support you want? Would you start seeing the things you are doing to make your dream of being a mom come true as an investment instead of an expense, right? That's a massive distinction, ladies, because fear and doubt loves to tell you you're spending too much money, right? Instead of putting it into proper perspective that, hey, it, you know, seriously, there are no guarantees in this life. And if you're going to take a risk, you may as well make investments in the things that really matter to you and invest in your dreams, right? So you want to know at this point that what's more risky than you know risking a little bit of getting out of your comfort zone or changing things up what's more risky here is a life unfulfilled and regret for not really going for it on this journey okay 
that's the thing to be afraid of, as I said before. So let's look at the opposite. Okay, so let, let's just take a second just to give you some contrast really quick. Is what do you think would happen if you kept letting fear and doubt push you around? Like, let's say you take all this information I'm sharing with you this morning and you say, oh, yeah, that sounds good, whatever. And then you just do nothing about it. And it's three months down the road and fear and doubt are still running the show. Like, what, I mean, what do you, where do you think that's going to get you? What is the accumulation of stress doing to you and your body? What do you think is going to happen if you keep letting fear and doubt push you around? What opportunities will you miss out on? See, I really hope this is starting to click. So get leverage, ladies. The secret is, I mean, that's truly the secret here to releasing the grip that fear and doubt have on your journey is you got to get leverage. Understand why you are no longer available for letting fear run the show. And, and that's going to help give you the push to finally do what it takes to release the grip it has on your journey. Until you get leverage, fear wins and has a nasty habit of sabotaging your success. Okay, so we've talked about the thing you have to do. Decision. Second, the secret to releasing the fear and doubt once and for all is understanding why it's important for you to do that. Because once you understand your why, you can break the habit. Okay, now let's talk really quickly about the exact mindset shifts that are going to support you in making 2020 your best year ever, no matter what. No matter what. Like truly, like I'm not exaggerating. When you get these pieces of the puzzle straight, it really doesn't matter what shows up because you are going to find a way to make next year the best year ever. Okay, I know that sounds like a bold claim, but it's true. So it starts with this. My loves, you have absolute control over your mindset and you get to decide what that's going to be on this journey. Will it support your dream of making your mom dreams come true? Like, is, your, is the way you think going to support that or will it block you? It's just that simple. It's an either or binary choice. Your mindset's either moving you forward or it's keeping you in the same place or worse, which, which I kind of see is it just keeps you in the same place. That's homeostasis. That's boring and it's getting you nowhere. So that's just as bad in some ways as, as having you regress. Okay, so you really want to decide that it's going to move you forward. So let's zero in on the exact mindset shifts that are going to support you with that. So the first mindset shift, this is going to be massive. It, the first one is see things as they are, no worse. Okay, really get that in your mind. See things as they are, no worse. Okay, that means no catastrophizing, no more of that. Okay. And let me give you an example. If you get a negative pregnancy test, instead of taking that piece of information and making it mean you're never going to be a mom, like it's just a negative pregnancy test. It doesn't mean you're never going to be a mom and it doesn't mean you're a barren old hag, right? And yes, I'm using, <laughs> excuse me. I'm saying it that way intentionally because I want to call you out. We all know that we are ruthless to ourselves. We're sometimes our own worst enemy. So, and I remember I used to do that to myself all the time. I get a negative pregnancy test. I tell myself immediately I'm a barren old hag. So the point of that is to just see things as they are, no worse. It, it, maybe your body is not responding to your medications. Does that actually mean that all hope is lost? No, it just means that your body is not responding to medications. Or maybe you see a pregnancy announcement on Facebook. Does that mean that you're going to end up childless and alone? Right? 
sometimes those are the leaps that we make when we have pieces of information. We just immediately jump to the extreme. You know, or maybe you're in a situation where you see a transition from trying to conceive naturally and you're going to start IVF and maybe you're telling yourself you're a total freaking failure, right? And, and it's like, wait a second. No, you're actually just transitioning from trying to conceive naturally into IVF. Like, why does that mean you're a total failure? This is what I, this is what I mean when I say, ladies, see things as they are, no worse. Because you wouldn't believe how many women beat themselves up with this. And, and the idea that you're just having to get, you know, medication or additional support to conceive, like beating yourself up for that, can you see how that would serve to perpetuate the shame associated with this journey? You bet your, you know, you bet everything on that. Like it's, it's obvious, but it's a pattern that we do to ourselves. And, the, and that cycle can end with you. See things as they are, no worse. And think about it. What would be possible if you just saw things as they are? Oh yeah, okay, this is a negative pregnancy test. All right. Doesn't mean I'm never going to be a mom. Just means that it didn't work this time. Okay. Like how much different is that perspective? Okay. So that's the first mindset shift. The second mindset shift is to become acutely aware of your stories. And let me tell you what, what I mean when I say stories here one moment. Okay. Sip of tea. So becoming aware of your stories is simply this is stories when i say stories it, it actually means just what we refer to as limiting beliefs there are things we make up and choose to believe that's what our stories or limiting beliefs are they're things that we make up or choose to believe sometimes without even knowing it and the stories we tell ourselves can be a result of our social spiritual cultural familial conditioning Perhaps even events that happen in our lives before we realized that we get to decide how we see things. So these stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, which are usually rather pejorative, they're usually not super great stories. They're, they're, that's why they're, we call them also limiting beliefs. These stories literally shape our experience on this journey. And when you recognize and become aware of your stories, you empower yourself to exercise choice. And that's a word you've heard me repeat this morning is choice. And I really am, that's intentional because we have a choice about what we think. We have a choice about what we believe. We have a choice about how we live this journey. And the only person that makes that choice is you, which is why I'm really highlighting this. And when you recognize and become aware of your stories, you empower yourself to exercise that choice and believe something else if a story isn't serving you. And instead of moving through your journey by inertia, you get to take control and choose how you see things rather than letting a negative story drive the bus. So think about the examples I gave earlier regarding seeing things as, as they are, no worse. The worst is the extreme story of misery that we scare ourselves with that most of the time isn't even true. And I'm calling this out so you can become aware of the story and break the pattern. Now, I also want you to take note that we're not denying facts here, okay? So in, in the first example that I gave you, that would, the fact would be negative pregnancy test. The story would be you are a barren old hag, right? 
separate the fact from the story because you're not a barren old hag, right? I don't care if you're sitting on this, on this workshop and saying to yourself, holy Moses, I, I'm going to be 42 next week or whatever. Okay, great. It just means you're going to be 42. That, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that you're a barren old hag or whatever pejorative term you want to use about age. And it actually doesn't matter. There are women right now all over the world in labor and delivery rooms having babies in their 40s that were conceived naturally and also conceived with, with IVF and all kinds of wonderful uh, support that we have as women to conceive, right? It's a reality. Having babies in your 40s is a natural occurrence. So a negative pregnancy test does not have to be the extreme negative story. This is why I'm saying become acutely aware of your stories. And understanding the impact of your stories can be a powerful way of adding leverage. Remember, we were talking about knowing your why. Why do you want to change this? And when you understand the story and the impact they have on your life, that gives you incredible leverage. So there may be some of you that are thinking, you know, in case you might have a story running that choosing a positive and supportive outlook regarding what happens on your journey means that you're in a fog of denial, let me reassure you that's hardly the case. Becoming aware of your stories is quite the opposite, actually. You're 100% cognizant of the facts and you make an intelligent, conscious choice about how you will interpret them. So just in case there, you, you have a story that, oh, if you're positive about something, you're in denial, that, that's just not true. That's just wrong. The reality is, is that you're just choosing to look at the whole truth, not just the negative fake news that our stories love to perpetuate, okay? Now, the choice is yours, ladies. Remember, if you, if you like your lame, self-defeating stories, you get to keep them. <laughs> but just be smart, okay? I'm encouraging you to do something different so you can get a different result. So the last mindset shift that I want to share with you is you've got to get serious about gratitude, okay? We talked about see things as they are, no worse. Become aware of your stories. That's the massive shift as well. And the third thing is, is get serious about gratitude. Now, gratitude gets a lot of lip service these days. This is an idea that gets tossed around a lot. But here's the reality. You might be in a situation where, and we all do this, is in one breath you say, oh, I'm so thankful for the opportunities I have on this journey. But in the next minute, you're beating yourself up, looking for someone to blame, taking out our disappointments on the people you love most, and then take a survey of your life and make it out to be some flaming mess, right? Instead of saying, hey, wait a minute. I'm really grateful for my health right now. I'm really grateful for the opportunities that I have. And I'm really grateful that, you know, this nutritionist came in my life, this coach came in my life, this doctor came in my life. Like we get totally disconnected from the things that we have to be grateful for. And instead, we focus on what's going wrong. And, and, and we make that out to be the whole reality when it's just not. I mean, and you got to ask yourself, is that really gratitude? If in one breath I'm saying, oh, I'm so grateful for this, and then the next minute you're, you're tearing your life apart, telling, you know, telling yourself you're never going to be a mom, nothing ever works out for you, how's that actual gratitude? Does that really sound like gratitude to you? And the other thing that we do when it comes to gratitude is we literally pervert the meaning. We pervert the meaning of gratitude to mean that we shouldn't have 
we, or we shouldn't desire more than, than what we have right now. We tell ourselves it's wrong to want more. And we use this perversion of gratitude to keep ourselves small. And we make ourselves wrong for wanting what we want. And here, here's an example of this. You know, so often on this journey where, you know, we give, our, we give ourselves excuses for not going for what we really want. We tell ourselves, ah, I should just be happy with what I have. When the truth is, you want your baby. Like, and I see women who, who face ch fertility challenges on, for baby number two doing this to themselves. So if you're listening to this and you have a baby and want another one, don't make yourself wrong for wanting another one. Don't, don't compare yourself to, you know, well, this other woman doesn't even have a baby. I should just be grateful for having baby number one. It's like, what? If it's in your heart to have baby number two, don't make yourself wrong for that. Be in true gratitude. Yes, I have this child. I love this child. I'm so grateful. And I want another one. Doesn't mean just because you're grateful doesn't mean that you can't want more. Okay. So give yourself permission to see gratitude in a whole new way. See gratitude as, as being grounded in the full truth that you do have a great life, you do have great opportunities, and you desire more. Have both. Ladies, have both. That, that idea that you can have both, that alone is revolutionary. Because when you are grateful, you can actually see that the sky is not falling. You can stay grounded in reality, not the nonsense stories that lack and scarcity tries to toss your way. So when you can find something to be grateful for, you can maintain perspective rather than falling into an unnecessary pit of despair. Okay? So if you're smart, you're going to learn to use things that you are grateful for as profound evidence that this is indeed an abundant universe and there is goodness for everyone. Like, so let me give you an example. You know, one of the things that I used to do to myself on this journey is I would compare myself to every pregnant woman I would see. Like I would literally size, and I, and, and I can admit this today because I, I have had to do a lot of work, right? Like I had to change my own mindset. That's, that's what helped me get to a place where I could conceive my son naturally even though every doctor was looking at me sideways and wanted to run in the opposite direction. So one of the things I would do is size these women up and say, oh, she must be better than me. She must be more pious. She must have never made mistakes. She must be more in love with her husband. Like think about all of the things you say to yourself, all the terrible, nasty, ruthless things that you say to yourself when you see another pregnant woman. And, and the crazy thing is, is what we do after that. Like we make ourselves wrong for even having those thoughts and then we start to feel guilty. And then we find ourselves curled up in a ball wanting to watch Hallmark movies all day, right? Because we're like, how am I going to make it through? So when you take the time to look around your life and find things to be grateful for, you can say, wow, you know, actually things do work out for me. They may look a little different, but they do work out for me. And, and I can trust that this is going to work out too. And when you get grounded in gratitude, here's what you have to know. Gratitude isn't just some airy-fairy, like, goody-two-shoes thing. Gratitude will kick fear and negativity's butt every single time. Because gratitude and fear cannot, op cannot occupy the same space. Just try it. When you are in deep gratitude saying, I am so grateful for this moment, you cannot feel fear. It, I mean, gratitude will just totally eliminate fear in that moment. 
So this is why gratitude isn't just good for your soul. It's a very powerful tool and it's an incredible mindset shift to be coming to this journey from a place of gratitude. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I'm so grateful that my period came. Yeah, I, I wanted to have my baby, you know, I wanted to be pregnant this month, but I'm also grateful that my period came and knowing that I'm going to have another cycle and I'm still in the game. Okay, that's just one example. So just think about how different your next year, 2020, will be if you could operate with these three mindset shifts in place. Seeing things as they are, not worse. Being acutely aware of the stories, the limiting beliefs that are running the show for you. And being serious about gratitude. What these three things can bring about is nothing short of miraculous. Like, no exaggeration. If you just did those three things, you cannot tell me you wouldn't see a massive shift in the way you live your journey. Okay? So the last thing that I wanted to share with you before we go to questions is how will you be absolutely unstoppable in 2020 and, and make it your best year ever? That's the actual how. And I'm going to give it to you in two words. Plan, action. Simple. You've got to create a plan and you've got to take action. You've got to make the decision that you, you know, once you've got this decision in place that you're going to make 2020 your best year ever, and it's fueled by your big why, why are you no longer available for letting fear and doubt run your show? You've got to create a plan of action to make them real in your life. You know, nothing I've shared this morning is going to make a single difference in your life unless you put it into action. The new year is going to creep up really fast, my darlings. And the next thing you know, it's March. Okay. Will things in March be the exact same for you as they are today? You can make decisions today before you go out Christmas shopping or before you go out to a holiday party that are going to ensure you are on a different path. Write out your plan. Write out a plan. Make it a simple plan. How am I going to incorporate the things that I learned this morning into my life? Right? Am I going to make a decision? Am I going to understand my why? And am I going to make these three mindset shifts that this woman's been yelling me at, <laughs> yelling at me about this whole morning? <clears throat> Are you going to do that? Make a plan that you're going to execute on these things. Think execution, not excuses. Because excuses are going to make sure that March is going to be the same for you. If you live by excuses, you can virtually guarantee that whatever you're doing right now is going to be the same thing you're doing in March. We are creatures of habit. So you have to be consciously aware of what you want to create, which is what we've done this morning, and you've got to have a plan to execute. The other piece of the puzzle is you've got to have accountability. How am I going to hold myself accountable for this? Okay? So this, was, this is a lot of information. I know I've thrown a lot of stuff at you, my loves. So, But this is the point, is that we can get to the questions. You guys can ask me questions about this. Is there something that you feel stuck on that you want me to you know, help coach you through? and let's do this. Okay, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we could go on like this for hours, but I, I wanted to make sure that you get things that you can actually work with. And look, you joined today's training because you obviously want more for yourself on this journey, all right? So we're gonna go to the questions now, but for those of you who all are already knowing that, hey, I, I really wanna go deeper with this, and if you're ready to learn how to think, believe, and take action like a woman who succeeds on this journey so you don't have to look back on this chapter in your life with regret, that is exactly what I teach women around the world to do. 
And if you want help with your best year ever plan, I can help. My Fearlessly Fertile Method program is revolutionary and it's for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months. My methodology has helped women facing single digit odds finally get pregnant. So if you don't have a mindset for success, my loves, you've got a gaping hole in your strategies and I can definitely help you fix that so you can make 2020 your best year ever. And as my gift to the Circle and Bloom community, you can schedule time with me so we can talk about your journey and see if the program can, and I can help. So you can go to www.frommaybetobaby.com and apply for your breakthrough session interview there with me. So www.frommaybetobaby.com. And so I am going to stop sharing this. And so you guys can start asking me some questions. Let's actually, let's get, let's get this um, video going. We can stop the share and get the video going so you guys can ask me some questions because I, I want you, hey, everybody, if you're watching on, on video, this is me, Roseanne Austin here, founder of Fearlessly Fertile. So let's do this. And I'm going to, I see a couple questions coming in on the Q&A. So... Okay. And I'm going to answer them. So, but you can also raise your hands. Actually, let me see here. You can. Okay. So I see a couple hands raised. Okay. So I'm going to answer the written questions first. And then um, I think it's Sarah that has her hand raised. So um, just give me a second, Sarah, and I will get to you. Okay. So um, from Lane, once I become aware of the stories, any tips for how to stop thinking those stories or changing the story to be more fact-based? Oh, I love that question. Okay. So Lane, um, one of the things that I would encourage you to do is I really identify the story, like literally write it out. What is the story I tell myself? Um, or what is the story that you're telling yourself? Because once you identify it, um, one of the coolest things, and I talk about this in my book, um, am I the reason I'm not getting pregnant? The fearlessly fertile method for clearing the blocks between you and your baby. Uh, that's available on my site and on Amazon. Um, but what you can do there, and I write about this, is that I really want you to personify it. So here's what I mean by that. Like, so if you have a story, and I'm just making this up because I don't know what your story is. But if you have a story that says, hey, I'm 40, I'm a dried up old hag, you know, like, oh, who am I to have a baby at 40? You know, I'm a selfish person. You know, I should have done this 10 years ago or whatever you know, what does that look like in your mind? Is that some mean old lady, you know, or is that somebody from your history, your personal history, that's just wagging their finger at you? You should have done this sooner, you know, really create a character for that so that you can identify it. So that when you're moving through your day and, and you have a story that pops up that says, you know, I'm a, I'm a dried up old hag. I shouldn't have this baby. You're like, Oh, Oh, actually, that's actually, that's not me. That's my story. That's my story talking. And I get to choose something different. So the point of, of isolating the story is so that you can differentiate between the story and you. Because Lane, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't know if that's your story or what. I'm just guessing. But chances are, my guess is you are not a dried up old hag. So you can basically say to that story, I'm not listening to that. I'm not listening to that. That is not true. That is not who I am. And that's actually the opposite of what I've chosen. I've chosen to make this my best year ever. And I am not listening to you, story. 
<laughs> and when you do that, it just makes it so much more um, simple to and easier to identify what's really going on up here. You can tell the difference between who you really are and the story. Yes, the story is part of you, but that's not the highest part of you, and that's not the part of you that is on this journey and, and intending to be successful. So I hope that's helpful, Lane. So that would be the first step for how to stop thinking those stories. And the point is, look, the point, it, you don't, you're never going to not think those stories. The better way of looking at this is, in, is that you are just not going to spend time there. You're not going to give those stories power in your life. Does that make sense? That's an important distinction. Because we never, I mean, fear doesn't go away in your life or negative thinking doesn't go away in your life unless you have a lobotomy. The question is, what are you going to do with that and what's going to control your life? The story or the part of you that knows that being a mom was meant for you and it's part of your life's purpose is why you're here, right? It's at least part of why you're here. And because let me just tell you, Lane, if anyone listens to my podcast or you, you know, read anything that I put out in the world, I honestly believe that we all desire to be a mom because it was meant for us. It's part of our life's purpose. We're here to mother. If you feel that, it's because it was meant for you. It's not like you just are looking for a new Gucci bag, right? You're there because you want a mother and you want to, you, you have something to contribute. The world needs you to be a mom lane. So I hope that answers your question, my darling. So I'm going to go to the next one. Aaron C. Are there any additional points you'd add for women who recently suffered a pregnancy loss? Um, well, the, one of the most critical things that we can do on this journey is control what we make anything mean. I also talk about this in my book, Erin, is, you know, a critical battleground, I'm just going to use that word, um, or like a, a critical point in controlling what you think and believe is it happens at the point where, and I have a diagram in my book that describes this, but the most important part of our thinking process is the meaning we attach to anything. So my, first of all, my heart goes out to you. Um, having suffered pregnancy loss myself on my own journey, I know how painful that is. So sending you so much love, Erin. Um, and you get to decide what the pregnancy loss means. Is the pregnancy loss going to mean that you'll never carry to term, right? Because that's what our brain tries to tell us, tries to scare us with that idea that we'll never carry to term. I talk about a woman in my book, um, Helen, who had eight miscarriages. Like she wanted to stop getting pregnant because she was so afraid she was just going to lose her baby again. When we started working together and she really got this mindset piece of the puzzle in place, pregnant, carry to term. So that's how powerful you can be is decide what your pregnancy loss means. Does it mean that you're never going to be a mom or does it just mean that you have a pregnancy loss and it's heartbreaking and your life is more than just that? Okay. Cause that's the other thing I would say, Aaron, is sometimes when we let our stories run the show, we stay stuck in time. We stay stuck in the past. We say, Oh my gosh, if I lost my baby last time, Am I going to lose my baby again? Right? Like we just get into this terrible, this terrible process where we just relive the past. So that would be something I would encourage you to do is think about what you're going to make the pregnancy loss mean. Okay. That's going to be really important. Take good care of yourself. Allow yourself to have whatever feelings you want to have your grief and your pain. Those are very real and decide what you're going to do with them. 
because you have to move forward. So, and, and really intelligent moving forward means we don't deny what's happening in our lives. We take the pieces that we can learn from and we move forward. Okay, that's, that's real growth. So I hope that helps you, Erin. And like I said, I'm sending you so much love because been there, done that, baby. So you're not alone. So, okay. I have another question from Michelle. Hi, thank you for hosting this webinar question. When others send out negative remarks like a doctor saying, well, you are over 40 or your eggs are mostly abnormal because of your age, how do I deal with this? I also went through IVF twice and it didn't work. So I have family saying you might as well give up or just adopt or you try too hard and all the usual things people say. I just find it so hard not to let things, these things get to me. How do I deal with all these comments? Okay, great question, Michelle. Thank you. What does what other people think matter to you? Like why, I mean, and, I, and I'm not asking that from a, you know, I'm, I'm asking that question with love. Why do other people have this much power in your life? If you remember what I said earlier, having babies in your 40s is completely normal. Like right now, it's 7.50 a.m. mountain time. I know somewhere on the globe right now, there's a woman well into her 40s, maybe late 40s, having a baby. Okay, age is fairly arbitrary. Yes, you know, a lot of people like to rely on the statistics, which is fine. It's a piece of information, but it's not a verdict. I had my son at 43 after years and years and years of failed fertility treatments. You have to put some of these things in proper context. Medicine is wonderful. I mean, I coach tons of physicians, so I have no disrespect for the medical profession. But you have to ask yourself, is that all? Is that all? Like, there's so much about conceiving that medicine does not understand. Medicine does not give us a guarantee of anything. So that means that anything is possible. There's a gap that science cannot bridge yet. That means you get to fill in the gap. Okay, so what do you choose to believe? Why are you going to let other people's opinions have anything to do with what you do in this life? Right? I mean, if you feel the desire to be a mom in your heart, are you going to let somebody take that dream away? Why? Why would you do that? And I say that with love, Michelle, because I'm excited for you. I, I know that you're on this call because being a mom really matters. So why would you give up on that? So you've got to decide, like, here's what I would encourage you to do, Michelle. Maybe later today, before you go to any festivities or whatever it is that you're going to do today, I want you to make a list. Why? Why do you want to be a mom? Let's get some leverage. Like, have you really thought about why it's important to you to be a mom? Because when you are very clear on that, you understand that this isn't just about, you know, collecting another thing. This is about, hey, I am meant to be a mom. I am meant to give. I am meant to love and nurture and, I, you know, and raise a precious human being. Like, it's not just some selfish thing you're doing. So make a list of 25 things about, like, 25 reasons why being a mom matters to you and why you have this in your heart and, and why you're going for it. Because I think once you get clear on that, it's really easy to deflect. I mean, there's always going to be haters. People are going to be hating on you, whether they realize it or not. And it's okay. Haters get to hate, right? Taylor Swift. They, you know, they get to do that because that's their life. And at the end of your life, you want to be able to look back on your life saying you really went for it. You know, did you really go for it or did you let somebody else dictate to you what your life is going to be about? 
Just keep that in mind, my love. So I hope that helps. Make your list, Michelle. Get grounded on why you're doing this. This is your life, okay? You're the one that has to answer to you. Everyone else, fine. They get to have their opinion, but that's all it is is an opinion. The only opinion that matters is yours kind of a cool place to be. Okay. So I hope that helps Michelle. Okay. L Reckberg. What is the best way to deal with sadness when someone in your family gets pregnant while you're still trying? Okay. So here's the answer to that question. What does their pregnancy have to do with you? What are you making their pregnancy mean? Do you think there's a finite number of babies that can come into this world? And I ask you that with love. This is not criticism. Um, this is the part, this is me speaking directly to the, the mean story that you probably tell yourself about being the, the person that wasn't pregnant. Like, are you telling yourself you're being left behind? Are you telling yourself that somehow this person is more blessed than you? It's nonsense, right? Like, it's just a story. It's not true. Uh, L. Reckberg, you're, you're just as worthy as anyone else to have a baby, right? So that's the way to deal with it is what are you making things mean? Because the sadness only comes because you're attaching a meaning to somebody else being pregnant. If you, if you get my book, I talk about this, like I literally map out the way a thought works. And the information that comes in is the woman is pregnant, but you attach a meaning to that. Remember how I taught you guys, see things as they are, no worse. All, I mean, look, you could just apply what I taught you this morning is see the, all, the only thing here is that the woman is pregnant. This person in your family is pregnant. Don't make it worse by saying, well, because she's pregnant, I'm not, I'm a loser, right? The fact is that she's pregnant. The story is that you are a loser. And of course I'm making that up because I don't know what your story is, but obviously it's a negative one. If somebody else's pregnancy is making you feel bad. It, the, the more strategic thing, if you chose to do it, is let somebody else's pregnancy fuel your fire and say, hey, this woman got pregnant. That's awesome. There's plenty of babies to go around. I'm excited. That's going to be me. So just see if, see if that helps you address that. But I think the key for you is to figure out what is the story you're telling yourself about somebody else being pregnant. Okay. Um, Andrea, can you give me an example of how to use this information and in steps in daily life? Um, well, the most important thing is, is you got to lay out, go back over your notes. How do you want to apply things? Literally write a daily plan. If a piece of information comes in, um, you know, let's say you got a negative pregnancy test. Okay. you see it as it is no worse, right? It's just a negative pregnancy test. I mean, this is literally, these are skills that you're going to be. And I, I, in my book, I talk about a daily practice. that's really going to help you with that. So you may want to check that out. Um, but, you know, literally look at the things. If you took notes or you, you know, we're going to be setting out the replay. Just go back over and say, okay, well, how the base, because I don't know anything about how you live your life, Andrea. So it's really hard for me to answer that question. But go through the skills that I taught you. I was holding nothing back. These are really powerful things. So go back and say, hey, maybe if I have a really weak gratitude practice, maybe I want to look at how I can be more grateful and how I can really ground myself. Because remember what I told you, gratitude and fear cannot occupy the same space. Gratitude will kick fear's butt every time. So maybe if you feel afraid or you feel doubt, you get into gratitude. So I've given you two things to work with there, but go back over your notes, listen to the replay, and we'll, 
take it from there. Okay, I'm gonna take the, if Sarah is still on here, Ooh, Sarah, is your, you're, you're, you're not on there anymore. I think maybe you got scared I was going to call on you. And your hand is down. Okay, I don't see you anymore on here, love. Maybe I answered your question. Um, okay, so let me just see if there's, if that is all of the questions, my loves. That's what I have for you today. And let's, let's send a real, like, amazing shout out to Circle and Bloom for making this happen and, and supporting this community. The Circle and Boom community is amazing. And so I just wanna let all of you know, look, no matter what happens in the coming week, you know, with all the holidays and all the festivities, just get grounded in the fact that being a mom was meant for you. It's in your heart because it was meant for you. Let yourself have that. Let yourself have it. It's there because it was meant for you. So really own that. Go back over your notes from this. And look, if you want to go deeper with this, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com or check out my podcast, the Fearlessly Fertile podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you consume your podcast. I go into a lot more of this detail and my program, the Fearlessly Fertile Method, is it's changing lives of women all over the world. So you know, if that's something you want to talk to me about, if you want to talk to me about your journey and see if I can help you, www.frommaybetobaby.com and you can apply for your interview there. So my loves, I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for spending some time with me today. And just remember, you can make 2020 your best year ever. You can write mom all over 2020, my loves. And I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for being with me. And thanks for being part of the Circle and Bloom community. So take care of my loves.